Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? All power is given unto our Lord. On him we place reliance. With truth from out his sacred word, we bid our foes defiance. With him we shall prevail, whatever may assail. He is our shield and tower. Almighty is his power. His kingdom is forever. Him 10.
If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see where to, you will see the link to the Wednesday evening text. The theme for tonight is divine power. The readings will now be given by Fairley from Maryland. First Peter, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God, through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, ye love, in whom, though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Second Timothy. Paul, the apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, according to the promise of life which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve from my forefathers, with pure conscience, that without ceasing, I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, 
but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God who has saved us and called us with unholy calling not according to our works but according to his own purpose and grace which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began Luke and it came to pass when he was in a certain city, behold, a man full of leprosy, who seeing Jesus fell on his face and besought him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And he put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy departed from him. And he charged him to tell no man, but go and show thyself to the priest, and offer for thy cleansing, according as Moses commanded, for a testimony unto them. But so much the more went there a fame abroad of him, and great multitudes came together to hear, and to be healed by him of their infirmities. And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. And it came to pass on a certain day, as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee, and Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. For three years after my discovery, I sought the solution of this problem of mind healing, searched the scriptures, and read little else, kept aloof from society, and devoted time and energies to discovering a positive rule. The search was sweet, calm, and buoyant with hope, not selfish nor depressing. I knew the principle of all harmonious mind action to be God and that cures were produced in primitive Christian healing by holy, uplifting faith. But I must know the science of this healing and I won my way to absolute conclusions through divine revelation, reason, and demonstration. The revelation of truth in the understanding, came to me gradually and apparently through divine power. The spiritual idea of God, as presented by Jesus, was scourged in person, and its principle was rejected. That man was accounted a criminal who could prove God's divine power by healing the sick, casting out evils spiritualizing materialistic beliefs, and raising the dead. Those dead in trespasses and sins, satisfied with, the, satisfied with the flesh, resting on the basis of matter, blind to the possibilities of spirit and its correlative truth. Science not only reveals the origin of all disease as mental, but it also declares that all disease 
is cured by divine mind. There can be no healing except by this mind, however much we trust a drug or any other means towards which human faith or endeavor is directed. It is mortal mind, not matter, which brings to the sick whatever good they may seem to receive from materiality. But the sick are never really healed, except by means of the divine power. Only the action of truth, life, and love can give harmony. The mission of Jesus confirmed prophecy and explained the so-called miracles of olden time as natural demonstrations of the divine power, demonstrations which were not understood. Jesus' works established his claim to the Messiahship. In reply to John's inquiry, Art thou he that should come? Jesus returned an affirmative reply, recounting his works instead of referring to his doctrine. Confident that this exhibition of the divine power to heal would fully answer the question. Hence, his reply. Go and show John again those things which ye do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. In other words, he gave his benediction to anyone who should not deny that such effects coming from divine mind prove the unity of God, the divine principle, which brings out all harmony. Is it not a species of infidelity to believe that so great a work as the Messiah's was done for himself or for God, who needed no help from Jesus' example to preserve the eternal harmony? But mortals did need this help, and Jesus pointed the way for them. Divine love always has met and always will meet every human need. It is not well to imagine that Jesus demonstrated the divine power to heal only for a select number or for a limited period of time. Since to all mankind and in every hour, divine love supplies all good. Christians and clergymen pray for sinners. They believe that God answers their prayers and that prayer is a divinely appointed means of grace and salvation. They believe that divine power besought is given to them in times of trouble and that he worketh with them to save sinners. I love this doctrine, for I know that prayer brings the seeker into closer proximity with divine love. And thus he finds what he seeks, the power of God to heal and to save. We walk in the footsteps of truth and love by following the example of our master in the understanding of divine metaphysics. Christianity is the basis of true healing. Whatever holds human thought in line with unself-love receives directly 
the divine power. I had learned that thought must be spiritualized in order to apprehend spirit. It must become honest, unselfish, and pure in order to have the least understanding of God in divine science. The first must become last. Our reliance upon material things must be transferred to our perception of and dependence on spiritual things. For spirit to be supreme in demonstration, it must be supreme in our affections, and we must be clad with divine power. We will now have a moment of silent prayer, and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 163. Jesus, what precept is like thine? Forgive as ye would be forgiven. If heeded, oh, what power divine would then transform our earth to heaven? Hymn number 163.
Good evening, and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, October 11th, 2023. And we warmly welcome everyone to all our services, in person, on the telephone, or over the internet, or even listening to recordings of our services. At all our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian science. Every Sunday morning, we have a church service at 11 a.m. And an hour before the service at 10 a.m., we have our weekly roundtable discussion where we discuss the week's lesson and current topics and learn more about how to apply our understanding of Christian science in our daily lives and to world events. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning for our roundtable at 10 a.m. and the church service at 11. And we have a Sunday school for children every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. Most of the students live out of state, and they attend by calling in on the telephone. So if you have children who would like to attend the Sunday school, call the church to get that phone number, and our teachers will be very happy to welcome them. We have a website, plainfieldcs.com with the very finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to. And we have 17 additional websites in a variety of languages so that people can hear and read the healing truths of pure Christian science in their own language. All the resources we have on our various websites are free. There is never a charge, and you don't have to join anything. Our goal is to make Mrs. Eddy's teachings available to people all around the world. And we have a nursery for toddlers and infants at all our services. So if you're able to get here in person, do, do bring the whole family. <clears throat> I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your telephone twice. 
Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you one at a time by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through the study and practice of Christian science. Elizabeth from New Hampshire, go ahead, please. Good evening. Thank you very much for those beautiful readings tonight. Um, I would like to express my gratitude for an experience I recently had. Last weekend, I was asked to participate in a job that at first I was very anxious about. It involved some things that seemed very hard at first, leaving my home for a few days, long hours on my feet, learning some new things on the computer, and dealing with the general public all weekend. As I said, my first response was one of fear. Could I meet this challenge? Well, first of all, as a Christian scientist, I should know better than all of this. I quickly saw it for what it was, mortal mind claiming itself as me to be weak, timid, and frightened, all of which is not true in reality about God's image and likeness which is eternally what man is. And as last week's roundtable pointed out in the watching point, man is incapable of fear. I was so grateful to be able to turn this around and realize that as we're told in the Bible, God is our sufficiency in all things. Sufficiency in Webster's 1828 dictionary means ability or adequate power. And this can't just apply to some things, but must apply to all things. God is my strength and energy, my intelligence, my poise. How wonderful to be able to claim these things as me. I, as the spiritual idea of God, cannot be separated from all of the qualities that God is. As Mary Baker Eddy says, and I paraphrase, that we must be clinging steadfastly to the enduring, the good, and the true. I was, and it was a lovely, productive weekend. Now let's go back to the beginning, where we went over this challenge. From a Christian science correct standpoint, number one, to leave my home? No, never, not if I'm dwelling in the kingdom of God and the Father's house. Number two, long hours on my feet? How about endless energy, and not material, but spiritual? Learning new things on the computer, as in not teaching an old dog new tricks? I don't think so, as God being the only mind is infinite intelligence, and we express that. Lastly, dealing with the general public means seeing everyone as God's expression, and what could be more beautiful than that? Thank you, God, for all that you do. Thank you, Christ Jesus, for showing us the way. Thank you, Mary Baker Eddy, for your amazing and earth-shattering discovery and thank you, Plainfield, for your dedication and priceless instruction. Good night. Thank you. Bruce. Well, I want to uh, uh, state tonight my thanks for Christian Science, my admiration for Mary Baker Reddy for going through what she did to discover that there is a science to Christianity and to carry on to promulgate it for 
the benefit of mankind? Well, before I found this church, I think I've said this before a few times, but it's so, my life was a picture of fear, uncertainty, you know, things were very unstable. And as much as I believed that the good was, I had very little confidence in it that I could have much in my life. And that's when the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent found me. And with the instruction here, which is very helpful and sometimes tough at times, but always beneficial, I learned to have more and more confidence in God who is good. And not only that, confidence that his goodness could be manifest in my life and everybody else's life. And for this, I am endlessly thankful. And I had an experience a couple of years ago, I think, uh, which illustrated this. There, I was doing some business with somebody and he decided he was gonna give me a gift. And what he gave me was a, a lottery ticket. I mean, I've never been involved in the lottery tickets. First of all, I worked too hard for my money and I didn't really feel like spending it on something that is designed to take more away from you than it would ever give back if it does at all. But I said, okay, thanks. So I scratched off the coverings to expose the numbers below and then just out of curiosity, I looked up what the winning numbers were. And as you can imagine, not one of them matched any of the winning numbers. A total of zero. Well, it put a smile on my face and I even had a little chuckle, but it also made me so grateful to think that my well-being has nothing to do with chance even if it may be a very slim chance that things might work well, or a more pre predominant chance that'll just end in disappointment. There's no element of chance at all in my well-being or anybody else's, but rather is it entirely dependent upon the rock of ages himself with whom there is nothing chancy. So, and now I'm having here uh, entire confidence in God's goodness. And I'm very thankful for Christian science that brought that into my life. Thank you. Nancy from New Jersey, go ahead, please. Good evening. Thank you for the beautiful service this evening, for the readings and the music and hymns and these wonderful testimonies so far. I wanted to express my gratitude for all of the strong teachings and instructions and the wise counsel that were given in this church through our roundtables and Bible studies and lessons and through working with our ever-faithful practitioners. All these instructions showing us how to apply and study Mrs. Eddy's pure Christian science so that we can demonstrate these healing truths in our lives and in praying for others. One of the instructions given to me on several occasions by my practitioner was to study and work with the command statements given to us in Science and Health on pages 390 through 393. I have turned to these healing pages often with beautiful results, and I 
decided I would write down some of these statements and make them my own and to use and to carry with me. Recently, I started feeling some discomfort in my ear. It quickly escalated into a very painful earache. The thought came to me to get working with those statements that I had written down, which I did, and I was able to declare with my God-given authority that it is impossible for me to entertain a single intruding pain that could not be ruled out by the might of mind, and that matter cannot ache or swell or be inflamed as a result of a law of any kind, and that I dwell in the divine consciousness of life as love, as all that is pure and bearing the fruits of spirit. As I held to these and many other statements of truth from those pages, I could feel the pain melting away, and quite quickly, it was gone completely. It was with great gratitude and love to God for his ever-present care that I was able to go to sleep and have a peaceful night with absolutely no return of this claim. I'm just so very grateful to God, to Christ Jesus, to Mary Baker Eddy, and to my practitioner, for her constant, steadfast support and encouragement. And I am so grateful for the teachings in this beloved Plainfield Christian Science Church Independence. Thank you all very much. Thank you. Luba from Ohio. Go ahead, please. Good evening. I'm so grateful for all the Plainfield Church provides for the entire world concerning the true teachings of Christian science through its website, the weekly roundtables, and testimony meetings, and the inspiration is truly a blessing. I'm very grateful to my practitioner for bringing to my attention the importance of radical reliance on God. Radical. I knew that God was my only reliance. However, the word radical made this mean so much more to me. I'm so grateful for this support and continual support of my practitioner, and I'm grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> oh, Shardell. Good evening. I would like to express my gratitude this evening for Christian Science at Plainfield Church Independent and continued practitioner help with all areas of my life, including family and how it has changed my life and brought joy and peace to many members of my and many of my loved ones. In particular, this evening, I am grateful for prayer in that uh, and truths that have helped a grandson returning home after teaching English at a school in Thailand for a year. He was anxious and upset to the point of becoming ill about work, grad school, living accommodations, and especially about leaving his new beloved friends who have been so kind. I prayed for and with him, and he is now joyful, peaceful, and grateful. 
He will be arriving home soon. It is wonderful to abide in God's love and to share it with others everywhere. After I wrote this testimony, I heard from another grandson who has been searching for a new job for several months. He signed a contract today where he will be doing graphic arts remotely. He thanked me for all the support and the many prayers. He told me that he will give his two weeks notice, but wanted to make sure he is leaving his current team with all they need to be successful. I told him that righteous behavior on his part was part of his success. Thank you to God, Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, and this Plainfield Church. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. I am very grateful tonight for all I have learned about Christian science here in Plainfield. When I look back to the way I lived before coming here and how I truly despise myself and how I felt so lost and unnecessary, and then I think about all the ways that Christian science and regular practitioner support have changed that sorry existence into a life of purpose and a feeling of gratitude that God made me to do what I'm doing and be who I am being. I just cannot help but be so thankful for Christian science and for this church. I'm grateful also for the opportunity to be a part of this mission to bring this science and all the good it freely gives to everyone the world over. What a daily blessing. Thank you very much. And now we have a testimony from Phil in Australia. Good evening. I would like to express my deep gratitude for the Unity Watches, which seem so appropriate for the situations occurring throughout the world. The Saturday Unity Watch was no exception. I found it to be a great antidote to the mesmerism of the war declared between Israel and Palestine on the weekend. From miscellaneous writings by Mary Baker Eddy, it says, quote, God is universal confined to no spot, defined by no dogma, appropriated by no sect, not more to one than to all. Is God demonstrable as divine life, truth and love? End quote. Powerful. So no one is left out of God's kingdom, regardless of race, religion, ethnicity, whether oppressed or oppressor. We're all equal in the eyes of God. There are no favourites, no haves or have-nots. Life, truth and love reign. And the title of our lesson this week, Doctrine of Atonement, I like to think of as at one unity, no separation or division from our ever-loving Father-Mother God. I also found the fabulous article by Ella Hogue in the June Liberator called Seeking a King Helpful in Settling My Thought. To paraphrase, Christian science comes as the great deliverer. It brings the peace and calm of divine intelligence 
and calls upon men to awaken to the truth, which will straighten out all tangles, quiet all turmoil, redeem all mistakes. Divine Mind's infinite intelligence, wisdom and love are the peace be still to every form of error. So grateful to God who is ever present, all in all, to Christ Jesus for showing us the way, Mary Baker Reddy for discovering this science, to Plainfield for continuing the work of spreading pure Christian science throughout the world. Thanks for the readings and for the blessings going out to all. And now we have a testimony from Sylvia in Australia. Good evening. Watches were new to me when I learnt about Plainfield. The first few times I joined the Unity Watch, I wondered how we were supposed to spend half an hour on only a few sentences, and I used to read additional Christian science material. Then I decided to spend the half hour on just the given watch. Whether the Unity Watch or the Daily Watches using the watches on true government, for me, I found this latter method was more efficient in doing my two cents for the world because I was repeating the truths of the watch with more and more understanding. Often I would end up memorizing some of the beautiful words of the watch. This has been very handy for those times when I awake in the middle of the night and then repeat what I remembered from the day and before long I fall back asleep. I'm very grateful to Plainfield for introducing me to watches and for providing the watches used by Mary Baker Eddy in Gilbert Carpenter's book, as well as support articles and roundtables on watching. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. Tonight I would like to thank all of the Plainfield workers for rescuing and preserving the writings of our early workers. For the last few years since coming to Plainfield, and in addition to studying science and health, I have been particularly studying the writings of Bicknell Young, and more recently Martha Wilcox also. I would like to share but one of the wonderful blessings that has resulted through this study. Since the so-called pandemic, I had not been seeing the revenue returned from my training business that I needed, and so I had started to think about closing my business and rolling back into employment as an in-house trainer. I wasn't sure of where God wanted me to be, so as we are taught here at this church, I determined to listen to his voice, and I hit the job market, and after a few bumps in the road, I started to gain traction and gained some interviews for some very impressive and very highly paid jobs. I noticed, however, I got a little puffed up at this time. Each time I made a short list, and I almost fell into the trap of self-love, but reined it in by remembering that any good in me comes from God and God alone. During this period, the mortal mind that I encountered at some interviews seemed quite inflamed, and I was even told at one interview, I can't match your energy, Imogen, which seemed hurtful because all I had done was smile and say hello. But all of this was just a blessing, 
because I started to realize that this was probably not the path that God wanted for me, and so as we are taught here, I focused more on listening to his voice. With the fervent prayer, Where to from here, dear Father, because I can't work this out? I was then given by my wonderful Plainfield practitioner two articles to work with, Finance by Bicknell Young and Business by Martha Wilcox, and these articles were read with God's holy healing power on the Plainfield website. I worked multiple times each day with these articles for five days. Well, this was very wonderful and very effective. All at once, I found my clients reaching out and booking me, and I am now fully booked till the end of the year and beyond. I found many learnings in these articles, and this is from the article Business by Martha Wilcox, quote, The world will never know a greater business executive than Jesus. No red tape prevented him from making delivery of the loaves and the fishes, the wine at the wedding feast, and the tax money instantly. Jesus knew nothing about delay or future delivery. Jesus recognised omnipresent good at hand and the only thing at hand. End quote. I have never before and in truth never knew before, Plainfield, how to apply Christian science to business in this way. God is truly magnificent and full of wonders. And as Bicknell Young puts it in his article Finance, quote, I have many hidden things to show you when you can be still. Right where you are is holy ground. End quote. Truly our early workers are in their own right each holy Christian science practitioners who live magnificent healing careers during their time on earth. And all of these teachings are totally in line with the pure Christian science as discovered by Mary Baker Eddy in her wonderful textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures. So thank you to our early workers and thank you, dearest Plainfield Independent, for retaining these priceless teachings in Christian science. And thank you to my practitioner for her support. And so much love to you all. Thank you. Craig. Thank you, Fairly, for those uh, wonderful readings and ending it with, uh, I believe it was, uh, God has all power, basically, for man. Well, just recently, last week, a, a friend of mine, neighbor, he's a pastor at another church, and it, it made me happy. He's such a good, good man, and <clears throat> he's always trying to help somebody, someone. I don't. He doesn't know much of Christian Science, but he came down with pneumonia and was sent to the hospital. So. Uh, Nothing to be afraid of. I'm, <laughs> Mary Baker says, "Ready, don't absorb." So I got prayed up, and I went to see him. And uh, like Fairley was saying, told of the healings as, uh, that had happened in this church, and uh, as uh, Jesus told about uh, the things that uh, he had healed to John to Baptist. So. Uh, but the great thing, the world is not ready to hear it because there was no pushback. Two days later, he was out of the hospital and home and happy. 
smiling at me. So I thank God that uh, the world wants what we have, and it's God has it for them, and and it's here. And they can just, and we ever have a chance, we should share. Thank you. Thank you. Tony or Lenny from North Carolina, go ahead, please. Hey, it's Lenny. Um, uh, last Sunday's excellent roundtable uh, covered the handling of fear, and I was so grateful for that. It was a wonderful refresher, <laughs> well, a constant refresher. Um, also last week in the Sunday lesson, and I think it was also in the Wednesday readings, there was a passage from Science and Health that reads, All of God's creatures moving in the harmony of science are harmless, useful, and indestructible. And these two things brought to mind a healing that I had of fear um, when I was, uh, I guess, about a young teen. I'd always been uh, an avid horseback rider, had been riding since I was probably seven years old. And I'd never been fearful of riding. I was, I always, you know, really embraced it with a lot of joy and enthusiasm and was always trying new things. And it just never occurred to me to be afraid. But one day when I was maybe about 13 or so, I was riding my horse down the road bareback, um, and I was just a ways down from our house, and he spooked at something in the bushes. And he shot sideways, and I shot the other way and uh, took a pretty bad spill. And I knew that the kind of the cardinal rule of riding is you're supposed to get right back on, but I really wasn't able to, and I didn't at the time. And uh, later when I tried to get back to my riding, I realized that I had become basically terrified of my horse. And anytime he seemed anything less than perfectly calm, I just I was just overcome with fear. So uh, a practitioner that I worked with at the time had given me that passage of all of God's creatures moving in the harmony of science are harmless, useful, indestructible. And she told me to, to work with that every time, you know, I got on my horse. And, and so I did, and it's, some, and it's something that I just, you know, before I got on, I would work with that statement, and, and also working with the idea that, you know, divine mind controls and governs everything, um, like Mrs. Eddy said, from a blade of grass to a horse to a star. And in working that way, really, um, it, it just completely eliminated the fear, and also helped me to really trust my, my safety to God and to God's government. And I, you know, honestly, it also taught me a really good lesson of bringing God into my riding. You know, we learn in this church to bring God into the details. And as a kid, I hadn't really thought about, um, you know, praying and, and testing the spirits before I would hop on a horse. And, and that was a, a valuable lesson for me as well. I wasn't able to ride as much once I went off to college or afterwards, but a few years ago, I actually picked it up again just for fun at a local stable. And, um, a trainer there had seen me taking lessons and offered me the opportunity to come ride on one of her horses at this rescue barn that she ran. And it was a great way for me to hone my skill and to help, help these rescue horses. And there was one particular horse she thought would be a really good one for me to work with. So I started riding him pretty regularly. And it was really such a joyful experience. Um, it was a great way for me to bring God into these details. Um, we had a great relationship. I used to um, work with him, and I would talk to him and tell him what a, a beautiful idea of God he was, and just how you know how grateful I was to be able to be out there enjoying you know being outside and riding. And it was funny after 
I'd been riding him for probably a couple of months. The trainer remarked to me, she's like, oh, guys are doing so well. And he goes, I can't believe how great he's been. And, and then she casually goes on to mention that apparently he'd been quite a problematic horse for others um, and been kind of difficult to ride. But she hadn't seen a trace of that in him in all the time I was riding him. And I have to say, I was pretty flabbergasted to hear it, too, because he'd always been such a dear and willing horse. But I had to laugh. I was grateful that she never mentioned these supposed issues to me because it it occurred to me that, you know, when I was working with him, I had nothing but expectations of good. I, I went into it expecting that this was going to be a good experience. It was going to be a blessing. And it was just a wonderful example to me of how, you know, when you go in with nothing but expectations of good, that that's the result. So that was just kind of a neat, um, kind of a neat demonstration as well. Um, it, you know, I just thinking back on that, I'm just, I'm so grateful for Christian science and for Mrs. Eddy's clear revelation and instruction, which really covers all needs. It applies to every single scenario, every single situation. Um, and I'm grateful for how that's so beautifully reinforced with, you know, the teachings at our church here. And also I want to thank you fairly for your beautiful readings tonight. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight. I'd like to express my gratitude for um, the way they had uh, addressed sin in the church. I'd grown up in Boston Christian Science where it really wasn't talked about or else people were very critical. It wasn't done scientifically uh, through Christian Science and with divine love. And coming here has been a very good experience in learning to take correction and actually appreciate it. And uh, you can't you can't practice this science without it. And recently, it was brought out that uh, I needed to just again to stop rushing a bad habit and a sin. And uh, I w- it was even pointed out that I didn't even read something carefully that was given to me. And I was quite shocked afterward, actually, right on the money. But I was so grateful. And I'm grateful to be slowly learning to appreciate and be grateful for this correction and uh, appreciating more the uh, importance of doing that and the great love that it takes to point it out. And so I just want to express my gratitude because I have been working some more with slowing down. And it's such a blessing. And how can you listen to God if you're running all around like a chicken with your head cut off? And so I'm so grateful to have been uh, brought to my attention again. And it's such a wonderful thing to be part of this mission in this church and to be giving pure Christian science out to the world. Thank you. Thank you. Carrie. I have uh, learned so many good life-saving lessons uh, in Christian science since I joined this church many years ago. It's hard to know where to start. But um, one of the lessons I'm very grateful for 
um, is to be learning that whenever I've got a question or a need or a problem that needs to be resolved, it really is a waste of time and can even be dangerous not to ask God for the answer. I, uh, early in my life, school and work, I was kind of trained, I guess, to when you're faced with a problem or a question uh, or a need to uh, analyze the pros and cons of your alternatives. And, uh, <laughs> you know, humanly analyze and try to come up with the right answer. And uh, whenever I tried to do that, it always seemed kind of fruitless and never was a satisfying experience and often came up with answers that weren't really right. Um, but it was a teacher of Christian science in this church who helped me to see through this, helped me to understand that humanly analyzing things <clears throat> will never really lead to a right answer, but that the skill that we have to develop is the skill of listening, listening to the still small voice of God that is always speaking to us, who always knows our need and always has the answer for it before we even ask for it. Well, this was a discipline that I needed to learn, and I thank God that with the help of this practitioner and teacher, I did begin to learn it. And as I disciplined my thought to ask God for the answer um, to each of the things that came to me each day and the needs that I felt, I was getting good, good answers. I was getting things that worked. I was getting things that prospered. Things worked out in my life and in the lives of those around me. And more, even more important than that, I mean, that was very important, but in addition to that, I felt a peace that I hadn't felt before, a peace that I was in good hands with God and I didn't have to struggle with human analysis of things to come up with what should be done. And that peace is probably more valuable to me than anything uh, else. So I am very, very grateful for Christian science, for Mary Baker Eddy for discovering this incredible science, for the help that I've received from teacher and other practitioners in this church to get closer to God, to have a better relationship with God, and by doing that, have a more meaningful and productive and healthy life. So I'm very grateful for this and other lessons that I have been learning in this church. Thank you, Fairly, for the fine readings, and it's so good to be here with you all tonight. Thank you.
Florence from Georgia. Go ahead, please. Thank you. Thank you, Fairly, for the beautiful readings and also the uplifting hymns. I am so grateful for how living Christian science does help to pay attention to the beautiful promises in the Bible. Last week when the yet another war was on the news, I felt a little disturbed, but then Matthew 24 came to thought, and I went to read it in um, a few sentences from the passages there. Um, 24 uh, verse 6 says, And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, see that ye be not troubled. For these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. And many false prophets shall rise and shall and many shall deceive. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. I just picked a few of the verses there to read, but they, they are very reassuring. It comforted me, made me go back to what war is all about. And we know that Martha Wilcox writes about war. And uh, it's just amazing how learning from all these writings does bring peace, even in the midst of all the chaos that's supposed to be going on. So I'm very grateful for that. I also have a testimony here from Kenya, and she's remembering, you know, what Christian science has done for her. And she says, when awaiting the birth of our baby, I had been working with the passage in Science and Health, page 463. It said, to attend properly the birth of the new child or divine idea, though gathering new energy. This idea cannot injure its useful surroundings in the travail of spiritual birth. A spiritual idea has not a single element of error, and this truth removes properly whatever is offensive. At the time of the birth, I was told that the baby was in the wrong position, and I was advised that surgical steps would need to be taken. My mother and I prayed about this. The baby responded, and her birth took place normally and harmoniously. Our daughter has always given us and is given us such joy. She is a good practicing Christian scientist. We are so grateful to God for his ever-present healing power. It's some of the ways that we prove Christian science. It's amazing. The book that Mrs. Eddy wrote, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, is a masterpiece. I am so grateful for knowing about this book because it has helped in so many ways. I am grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. I have just a few things to read tonight. Uh, First from Colorado. The Liberator just received is so welcomed. 
Thanks to all who worked to put it together, the pictures of the Founding Fathers Monument in Plymouth, Massachusetts, and its ex explanation, along with the accompanied articles, are so inspiring. Thanks, thanks to you all. And then South Dakota. I'm grateful to God for the existing opportunity to gain more patience and more compassion. Thank you, Plainfield, for your dedication to the science discovered by Mary Baker Eddy, whose love demanded that her discovery be made available for all mankind. Thank you for continuing her outreach to the world to help heal and save from this mortal dream that awaits, otherwise all who have yet to awake from the uncertainties of this human experience. May that awakening continue to bless all. And a testimony from Virginia. Last week I found, my, I found myself in extreme pain with my upper chest and neck red and inflamed. I couldn't even touch it. At first I tried applying burn sprays and creams, but nothing helped. I started doing my own prayer for work, but still no progress. As soon as I picked up the phone to, my, to call my Plainfield practitioner in the Independent Christian Science Church, I felt the beginning of the healing. The practitioner suggested reading from Science and Health, pages 390 to 393, that contains such powerful statements as take possession of your body and govern its feelings and action, rise in the strength of spirit to resist all that is unlike good, and then also the studying of the 91st Psalm with its messages of protection. Shortly after our conversation, the healing was well underway, and I texted my practitioner with the good news. Hours later, however, it seemed to come back and more work was needed. My practitioner and I got to work, and by the next day, the pain was gone and I was healed. I sincerely thank this church and my practitioner for helping me to see through this ugly picture to the truth of man's perfection. And then <clears throat> there were quite a few uh, contributions to the bulletin board this week. I'd like to thank everyone for, for them. I'm going to read some excerpts uh, from one from Izzy in England. She, first, she starts off saying, it was mentioned on the round table a few months ago, and I believe it was Anne from England who had been reading a book on Christian science in wartime and reminded Izzy that she had this book um, called Christian Science Wartime Activities, but she'd never read it, and so this was kind of an inspiration for her to get that book out and to read it. And it, she, she writes, It tells of a time when Christian science was widely practiced and was being recognized as a powerful force, an important movement that was being taken seriously by governments. It was also a movement united in love and in wanting only to help others whether they were young men fighting or the families affected both at home and overseas. Reading this wonderful, heartfelt, and just purely loving activity has brought it home to me just how Christian science was in the early part of the 20th century, and it made me quite sad to see what has happened in the years since, but also incredibly grateful for the small group of people who have kept with Mrs. Eddy's pure Christian science, obviously including the Plainfield Church in that number. There are three things that really stood out to me and which have stayed with me even after I closed the book cover. 
Firstly, several, several of the writers write of a time before the First World War very poignantly as a time of happiness, innocence. One describes the world as being in active peace, and the first cry of war was coming from hell itself. It has made me very grateful for all the literature of the Plainfield Church website, which has helped me understand how this could have happened so soon after Mrs. Eddy's passing, and how differently we live now with this seemingly constant stream of bad news and violence. It's been really important to me to realize that people did not live constantly bombarded by bad news and disaster, and we shouldn't be. Secondly, towards the end of the war, we are told there was a pandemic of influenza. Many of the reports reference this. Interestingly, almost all refer to it as the epidemic of fear. Not one person uses the word pandemic. There are reports of how they worked around the quarantine rules, and interestingly, several testimonies by soldiers of being vaccinated and then suffering the influenza and many reports of soldiers of being vaccinated, and many reports of sudden healings from apparent symptoms of the condition. It was so inspiring to read how the soldiers, our boys as they referred to, would often travel many miles to attend a church service, which were held wherever and however they could, even outside. And one young officer, who for several weeks conducted his own Sunday service completely on his own. Lastly, the book tells us the quality of the sewn clothing made in the kitchens of Christian science households across America was so good that people often asked if the ladies were professional seamstresses. But they were always told that no, as Christian scientists we work for God and so we aim for perfection. So naturally, the garments made would be perfect. And it just summed up this absolute activity for God for good. So a huge thank you for the mention of this at the round table. This book would still have been sitting on, unread on my shelf otherwise. And as a result of reading it, my understanding seems to, to have increased dramatically, even understanding why we do what we do and how we do what we do because those dear people over a century ago set the standard and they showed this is how mankind can and should be living. A huge thank you to Plainfield for everything you do and for also setting and holding on to this standard. It is truly an honor to be a small part of what you are doing. And then from Holland, the, uh, a response from Jacob, oh yes, this book was so inspiring and healing, I read it in 1990, a long time ago. The society in San Jose was folding and the books were free to take. One of the reasons I've persisted in Christian science, in spite of all the efforts of the devil, it makes me so sad to read those powerful stories to find Christian science now almost unknown, weak, and irrelevant. Well, we soldier on and God will abide his time. And he also mentions how you will be going to Costa Rica for the winter. But I would just like to say this is why we exist, because Christian science is not going to be unknown, weak, and irrelevant. It is far from that. And we are proving that in our lives day by day. So 
And I will save some of the other things to read another time. Um, I would like to thank, thank Fairley for the beautiful readings, the music, and the testimonies tonight. Certainly, Florence's was very comforting because I know all these wars and rumors of wars can be very upsetting, and I thank God we have Christian science to pray about it all and to bring healing to ourselves and in turn to others. And as a, as a few testified tonight about our ongoing watches and prayers that we do. Again, Anne from England sent me this quote from Mrs. Eddy. It was one I was not familiar with, and I found it very helpful. As Mrs. Eddy wrote to a student, quote, Yes, dear one, begin at home, as you said. Labor for your own sanctification, spirituality, health, holiness. I find that in proportion as I do this for myself, the whole world feels it. That is why I greatly desire more time to give to this self-purification, end quote. So as we, as individuals, because we all ask, what, what more can we do? What can we do to help make this world a better place? So as we, as individuals, Mrs. Eddy is telling us, uh, we labor for our own sanctification, that definition, the act of God's grace by which the affections of man are perfected and exalted to the extreme love of God, spirituality pertaining to spirit, pure and holy, health, a sound state of mind, and the last holiness, purity and integrity of moral character. As we devote ourselves on a daily basis, purifying our own selves, the whole world feels it. And that's a great comfort and a great blessing, and it would have to be so, because this is a spiritualization of our world, turning away from matter and all this fighting and carrying on to loving our neighbor as ourselves, obeying the Sermon on the Mount commandments. This is what will bring peace on earth. That beautiful song, let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. So I'm very, very grateful to be here with you all tonight and have a good night. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 168. Let all the earth with songs rejoice. Let heavens return the joyful voice. All mindful of our God's great name, let every man his praise proclaim. Hymn number 168.